You're here for an Azika nightly podcast where thoughts meet expression and the world around us gets analyzed with humor, honesty, and a whole new perspective. This is Nasika nightly podcast with your host, Nasika Aliman. Here, my side, my side. How's everybody doing? Proper greetings again, my side. Welcome back to another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast. As usual, it is I, your amazing host, Nasika Aliman. And remember, over on this side, I aim to discuss and analyze different topics in our society as we look at them from a whole new perspective. That's right. How's everybody doing tonight? I have a surprising amount of people reaching out to me asking for poor parenting, episode 16 that we just did two episodes ago, reaching out to me asking me for me to put that episode as a series because I, I did mention that it's a very necessary conversation to have and it's a lot to cover, a lot to cover. And so a lot of people are messaging me saying, oh, you should turn it into a series. We want to hear more. You want to hear more. Unfortunately, that's not this episode, but... I have taken it into consideration and I will be doing such. I just want to plan my conversation so it, I come in here and deliver the way I did. Because Poor Parenting was one of my favorite episodes to record. It was one of my favorite episodes to just talk from the heart. No editing, no no budging. Speaking from the soul as a fellow damaged child. <laughs> and And in order for us to heal, I feel like a lot of that conversation is necessary. Because people might not be thinking or being aware of, you know, exactly how much this affects you. Just because we're trying to move on. But the goal is not to move on. The goal is to heal. And so I'm going to, I'm going to turn it into a series. I'm, I'm deciding on when, right? When to, to just chip that in. Because I sort of had things planned out differently. So now we're just, we're just going back to the drawing board. And we, we're, trying to, we're trying to squeeze it in there. Because it is a conversation that needs to be had. People are also asking me to dive more into the religious side of things so let the church say people are asking me to speak more about it and that's funny to me as coming from a sinner for, forgive me lord <laughs> forgive me lord for it, it, it truly is not funny but you know while i can speak more about it i don't know i don't know if 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 i would be the most credible source to speak about it just because you know I'm not really in the church like that. But but we're going to see where that goes. But poor parenting, definitely, 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 you can expect more from that. How's everybody doing? If you're on Spotify, I've gotten into the habit of posting a comments, questions, concerns kind of box. So if you look for that box, you're going to see a box that's just asking you to talk to me. Feel free to do that. If you're coming from TikTok, big up my side. How are you guys doing? I love my TikTok people so, so, so much. And I can't believe I haven't said anything about them in like the past two episodes. How dare me get rich and switch. And by rich, I obviously mean rich in spirit because I don't get paid yet. So for the people asking me for money, I don't have it. Where I must get it from? <laughs> I have yet to receive the paycheck, guys. At this point, I'm working for free until I get paid. Um, but yes, uh, who else have I, have I yet to big up? The people coming from Twitter, love my side over Twitter. And I had no idea how many of you guys are over there. Twitter made me realize people who were supporting me in silence, right? Never liked a tweet, never commented 
that they're listening to it never big me up but they are over there i know it for a fact okay my whatsapp side how are you guys doing that's personal that's like a close friends i hope you guys are doing okay big up you guys my friends my family make a shout out with a heart full of joy you guys feel so loved is the point of this introduction i genuinely feel so loved my side and this is not it's not rare but i rarely accept that love you know i feel like i'm deserving of love and deserving of the whole world having a job can really change you but yes yes man you know what i'll say too just to walk us into the 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 topic for today what i will say is having a job does change you and i'd say the best thing about having a job so far is not being home every day so i'm no longer responsible for cleaning the entire house like i made it's it's my favorite pastime so so far is just being able to walk past like things that i did not messes i did not create without feeling obligated to clean it i love that for me because prior to this it was like oh nice or in a clean up in the living room but i spend my days in my room so that's not my business you know that type of thing that's my favorite thing and, and since we're talking about the differences in generation right today's topic as you can tell by the title it's titled a generation's gap because oh how there are differences in it because my mother is kind of like that clean freak she's that lady who cleans everything in sight she's real nice nice and put together she's real polished she loves polishing she mops she, and i'm i'm a very clean person so if you hear me telling you that she's like over there i mean she's to the moon and back she will spend days cleaning and we don't lead a dirty life so she just does it just cause okay can't make she hear that according to her the dirt is there but parents see a, a few cups in your room and all of a sudden it's a disaster no no a generation's gap goes all the way down to not just parents to children it's strangers to children it's teachers to children i was growing up and they were like oh you're a millennial they hated us my side these gen z that well i'm also being told that i'm a gen z which is funny to me because i learned the term gen z like last year maybe two years ago i've been be i was being called a millennial for most of my life so i have no idea where this is coming from but let's say i got one foot in one foot out i'm 23 so i dabble in both but i don't feel like we hate them that was like when i was in sixth form and i we i don't know if the other six formers would tell them but i would tell lower school kids i was friends with you guys have no idea how good you have it okay because the, the, the six formers before us oh they hated us <laughs> they made it their business to catch us doing something just to get us in trouble like we were so laid back as long as you weren't breaking any like big rules we didn't care you know be you and grow and be fruitful that's how I'd say the millennial relationship is with Gen Z. Now, I don't know what they're called, but the elders before millennials, oh, they are hateful. Now, if you're if you're in that era and this doesn't apply to you, of course we love you. Of course we're sending support. Of course we're sending joy and amazingness and, and, and favoritism and, and, and a piece of cake to you and cookies. We love you, okay? But you have to understand how growing up underneath your generation has scarred me. <laughs> you guys are mean. And it was always in such disappointment 
a generation's gap is about the differences between generations, okay? They would look down on us so much. They were like teachers who would always say, in my 15 years of teaching, never have I ever seen grades this low. That that, that was the generation before me. What do you mean? What, like, respectfully, because I'm not trying to insult nobody, but what were they even called? Because you have Gen Z, I heard after gen z gen x or something like that and then millennials because we don't take no gen we just take that new name in in general but what were you guys called you guys are are, are the forgotten souls you know and what did you guys come with oh, i don't even know but anyways back to today's topic we're talking about the differences between the generations now i heard this on twitter it's been all over the place twitter radio everywhere where people are saying this generation and i feel like millennials kind of have our foot in this as well so it's definitely gen z and a part of it is definitely early or should i say later millennials right and what it was saying is that we're not afraid to leave a job it's funny I should say that sentence when I just got mine and I have no plans. Let me preface this by saying, let me, let me repeat this, right? I want you to listen to this part, especially if you're my employer. I have no plans in leaving this job anytime soon. Oh, I have no plans, my side. I'm working my behind off. But what I'm saying is we have no problems with leaving a job. None. We have no problem. As soon as my mother and her entire generation, she's, let's say she's 47, because she is. No. <laughs> Her entire generation, they were raised like, okay, you hate your job and do you want money or not? Do you have bills to pay or not? Do you have children to feed or not? What do you mean you hate your job and a job isn't something you love. It's a job you go to, you get paid. They don't pay you because they love you. They pay you because you did the work and that's enough reason for you to get paid. That's enough reason for you to keep that job. You don't go to job for them to be your friends. You don't go to a work for them to, to love you and respect you. People are horrible everywhere, but do you want the money or not? And yes, you do want the money, okay? And so they were raised in that era of toxicity and toxic work environments because people knew you need a job. So your manager can be very mean to you. Your manager can stress you out. Your manager can apply extraneous amounts of workload to you, unfair amount of workload to you, unfair hours, unfair shifts. A manager can put all of these things on your bill and you still have to do the work. And if you don't do the work, you're fired, right? And they have that power over you, that fear of losing that job. They have that over you in terms of how they will literally just threaten you or literally just make you feel like, oh, you're two minutes late, you're going to lose this job. It was just a fearful workplace, a fearful work environment, okay? And it was a disrespectful one. And as I've said, it was a toxic one because if your mom's dead, you know, they, they, they and you text your manager or your supervisor like, oh, I can't come in today, then I'm being told, right, because I've never experienced this, but I'm being told that some of them, and I've seen screenshots, some of them are like, oh, well, let me know in advance next time. Let me let you know in advance that my mom is dead it makes no sense or you get sick and you're like oh i can't come in today because i'm genuinely sick but i do have a doctor's letter and i'll take it in with me tomorrow if i'm feeling better god's willing and they're like oh let me know in advance i wish i didn't know in advance you don't think i had plans today too like no sense of humanity no sense of compassion no sense of caring and it's that type of work where we walk life that's that type of environment that millennials and definitely gen z's just say to themselves you know what my peace 
because there's if it's one thing our generations like are completely you can differentiate between the two we care about our peace peace of mind peace of mind we're, we're, if we're poor if i broke no my business <laughs> you know that tiktok song but yeah um it's actually a song but yes we care about our peace of mind so you're not going to disrespect us you're not going to disregard us you're not going to treat us less than we're worth less than we're valued you're not going to look down on us you're not going to turn away from us you're not going to belittle us we're leaving especially when we're even more aware of what we're bringing to the table so i'm well aware that my work ethic is something that I should be compensated for. I'm well aware of my time value. And so if I do weekends, you're going to pay me for the weekends because that's not in my contract. Unlike me, I'm a journalist. I know what I signed up for. But outside of that, and then they have it in your contract. If you work overtime, they're going to pay you. And then you work overtime and them don't pay you. We walk away. But but uh, the generation before us, they stay. They stay. And so it's, you know, enabling, enabling a lifestyle like that, enabling a job environment like that is arguably something that we could blame them for. Like the reason it's around is because you guys took that. You guys tolerated that. A bunch of people walked off jobs in America and they raised a minimum wage. They raised salaries for that entire strip. Because no one was working. And so in order for them to get workers, they had to put in certain incentives. What's a bigger incentive than a period? They were having benefits and all of this. Why? Because people left the job because they were overworked, underpaid, understaffed. And so you find one staff doing the same job that four people should have been doing. Three people should have, should have, should have been doing. They're even more stressed. And then you talk to them like they're not enough. And then you talk to them like, oh, you're lazy. Or you could have been doing more, been doing better. And you belittle them, right? They left. And because of that, what was paying 11 is now paying 13, is now paying 14, is now paying $18 per hour. I was having this thought, right, my side. Follow me. We were, I, I don't know how the thought came in my head, but I was thinking. If my generation were to if like impart change, like if we were to stand for something, because you know how prior generations, you know, not all how they hold it over our heads, but you know how they freed slaves and stuff. No, not my mother's generation, but definitely the generations before them, like the early gen, oh, how they broke barriers in terms of freedom of movement, freedom of speech, all the things we have no one just chill with, oh, how they worked for it. You know how those generations had a work ethic like no other in terms of standing for something, in terms of uh, placard. What do you know about placard and black road? I haven't heard about those in a minute. Those used to be happening on the rise. On the rise when I was in primary school. People used to literally block road. TVJ would have a block road I report one. Or should I say CPM? Would have a block road I report one almost every week or, or at least once a month. It was something else that they were calling people out on. No, if I can give the generations before me anything, I'll give them this. My generation is lazy. I'm They're going to fight me my side, but I said it. It's lazy. And I feel like if we were in slavery, we have two options. One, either we would do it because we would have to. Either we would stand for something because we would have to. Or we would have all jumped ship, ship, ship and died. Yeah, I feel like because that's an interesting perspective to look at, don't you think? Because there are studies showing that 
my generation is more depressed and sad and nervous and all of that because we're dealing with generational trauma. So we had to go on funeral burden, you know? You guys fought for rights and then you died. We inherited that struggle. So yes, we, we, we inherited the good part, but we also inherited the, the mental deterioration with the dead left. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is, I kind of feel like that's how we're helping. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's how we're helping. Our part was to, was to you know, get diagnosed with mental disorders. The ones you guys left. Um, but no, on a serious note, I was wondering if we would have been able to, because me personally, personally, I'm not saying the me that would have been, I mean, me as this person today, I would have jumped ship. I would, you know, those, the stories we hear in social studies about the slaves who jumped off those ships. That would have been me. I can't like into the big open ocean. And you can imagine what happened. Yeah, that's me swimming with the fishes. I, I, I know like to be able, the things they endured. And you have to understand, it's not just slavery. It's women's rights. It's, it's classism. It's, it's after slavery and, and, and segregation. It's everything. If you actually think about how far humanity is coming from, it's lower periods. As I've said, everything surrounding classism. It's anything. It's the dehumanization of any class of people you could think about. And we've had several. It's increased crime rates. Right? The things they've had to endure and fought for. We give them that for them strength. We do. We give them we give them that for them strength. Something else that we could talk about in terms of the differences between us. In terms of spending and living, older generation is definitely something else. No, they really are. They're something else. They are savers, safer any day. Which is which is good. It's great actually. Because that's very important. Just to save. You never know when you're going to have to do without. You never know when it's going to be a dry season and you won't have like something in your pocket. So that's great. But they're misers in terms of they, they will save so much. They will work $20 and save $25. That's like my generation has no idea about that. Okay. Because we're going we're gonna to buy food. Okay. We're going we're gonna to try to live it up. We're going to be outside. We're going we're gonna to live life. So I feel like we care more about making memories and having a good time. And all the generation cared more about saving and the betterance of, of financial pockets and stuff. And to wonder which of those makes sense, because I'm not bashing either one. They both make sense. It's just, it, I find it funny that we have to choose. You know what I'm saying? That's where I stick on that one generation is extreme in one lacking in the other and one is extreme in the other lacking in one it's there, there's no middle ground of people who just save and enjoy save and enjoy it's it's, it's full of people who <laughs> they just genuinely are extreme and I, I find that to be funny because I'm not picking a side you do have to save and you do have to live life but why, why is it that we're, we're on both ends of the pole? We couldn't meet in the middle. We couldn't save and live life. And it can also be argued, or should I say debated, that my generation and Gen Z, whichever one I fall in, millennials and Gen Z, we care about making memories. And I think we do that because of social media, right? No, just listen to me. It's implanted in our brain. We do, you, you can't tell me no. Because you don't even have any idea that it's happening. So you can't say, oh, no, Nasika, you're not making sense. Because you don't even know what Setakwan. I promise you, we're, we're, we're set that way now to the point where we care. 
like oh I went here even if because there was a point in my life when I wasn't posting on I went like over a year where I didn't post a photo on Instagram I posted stories but not like selfies or or body photo or anything it was just stories of me talking and you know me still but I wasn't posting like oh I'm here oh I'm there I'm and but I was still taking photos I was still having that photographic and video memory stored in my phone so that next year snapchat can be like oh remember one year when you remember one year when you and remember one year when you were and so that in december january snapchat can say oh have a look back at your year by the pool but <laughs> you know and so it, it, it creates that and photos and 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 media has an has that impact it has that effect because if you think about getting dressed to go to church when you were younger because today the cameraman is going to be at church and you put on your literal Sunday's best. Like you literally wore your best to take the photo. When I was growing up, that was rare. Like a photograph was a rare thing. It wasn't as obviously, obviously it was 24 years ago. It wasn't as dominant as it was now. And so the chance to take a photo, you wear your best and you go here with your big smiles. I think this generation has just grown lazy. As in the ones before us, they're just over it now because they've experienced that. All right, yeah, we'll take a few pictures. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, it, it, it's enough. I think it never gets enough for my generation. I think that's a difference between us. For now, it never gets old. And I feel like we would be older tweeting away on Twitter, skin and teeth and having time of life and doing boomerang chairs with cups in our 60s. It's, it's quite possible. Something else that I'd like to throw in before we wrap up is the difference between how generations see labor because <laughs> I could argue that cooking is a labor and so you'll find longer KFC lines on Sunday whereas every Jamaican knows Sunday is like a family day when you cook your rice and peas and chicken and your meat we don't have that anymore we don't have we don't have too much of that no more if we want to leave out and go buy a few you know, KFC chicken, that's what's going to be bought. You can either eat it or you could go around and be quiet. Because we're not we're not standing in the kitchen cooking for hours and then washing up plate and then all of this. We're not doing that. Because the days are finishing quicker, right? It don't feel like the same 24 hours we only did have. It, the days are finishing quicker. You're spending your days cooking just to clean. And you know what it is actually? The drastic difference between spending money to buy food to cook and actually going to buy that KFC, it was different maybe in their year, you know. Maybe it was obviously a saving thing when you just buy food instead of eating fast food. No, it's absolutely not. It's almost the same amount of spending, almost the same amount of money, almost the same amount of all of that. So you're, we're not making a difference. Half Six or one half dozen or the other. Because, you know what I mean, if... You, if, if, if Chicken keeps raising, bread keeps raising. You just buy food and road. And then whatever like tax or extra is on it, peace of mind. It goes back. <laughs> it goes back to safety and sanity. Cause we'd rather scroll on TikTok than wash up some plate. And all the generation hates that. They genuinely they see it as like lazy and, and and I'm sure to an extent they're absolutely correct. They see it as lazy, as just like not being able to keep a house, not being able to grow up. Because how are you this old and still living like this? When my mother was, and they, they'll never shut up about it. But when my parents were my age, they had houses and children. And so they definitely would see me as lacking in that department. <laughs> my mother, 
<laughs> my mother said, yeah, because people are supposed to take so long to get to work now. <laughs> At your age, you should have work long time. <laughs> That's what she said when I told her I got a job by side. But she said it after the congratulations and she was happy for me. But she's true. And so I know they look down on my generation like, lad. But you have to understand, mom. You you know, you bought your this house for what? Nickels and dimes? Tell me why is a matches box house going for $18 million? Where am I supposed to get it from? And so that just kind of make you want to live in the moment because it seems so fickle. And it is. And when I say it, I mean life. I mean the economy. I, I mean finances. All of it. And you spend money, it will come back. And you really will never have enough money. So it's not like you're saying to me, oh, if you don't go buy that KFC, you're going to have enough money. You're, you're, you're not. You're not. You'll never have enough money. And so we... But I think saving is important. So let me shut up. I do think savings to an extent is important, but just not to the point where you're denying yourself something you've wanted. And I feel like if we go back to living in the moment, our generation is long term. Like they're thinking, oh, for my kids and my grandkids, like generations, they're thinking years to come. Whereas my generation is like, this Starbucks will make me happy today. <laughs> Scroll, spending my day scrolling on TikTok will definitely make me happy right now. Sorry, that's what it is. Can't do. Not going. Uh-uh. Not cleaning. That's not going to make me happy, no. And then when you haven't cleaned over time and duck and sniam out your furniture <laughs> or, or your tile and your toilet bowl starts staying or whatever happens when dirt, dirt builds up, you know, that, that, that no leads to a destruction in your environment and your pockets and things and so uh, the generations before us they make points they were right but i'm just showing you that change in a generation's gap it's crazy how over time we've evolved and i just wanted all of us to know that in the generations the generation before us while they do look up to us in terms of oh inventory and technology and smartness and easy they didn't look down on us we are lazy and entitled um, I, but I believe there's anything I'm entitled to. It's peace of mind and sanity. So I'm sticking with my side on this one. And yes, we're well over the... Whoa, what is with me on these long episodes these days? I did tell you they were coming. We're well over the 20 minute mark. My side, my side. Big up every Gen Z, every millennial. And the generation before us, whatever you're called, big up you too. Okay, oh how we've grown now. Did I think we would have flying cars by 2020? I did. I absolutely thought I would have been able to fly to America in my own personal car. And yet here I stand today in 2022 happy that that is not a reality because I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Guys, in this economy, what can I say to you? Do what makes you happy. And uh, But it is important to think longevity, to think over time. So just balance it. That's what I want for us to do now. Just find a way to balance it. And we'll got this one in the bag. My side, my side. We're over the 20 minute mark. Well over it too. My apologies. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You know I love you guys. You know I love all of you. And to the people saying, oh I thought it was going to stop because I get to work. Never that. Never that. We're back. We're better than ever. And I couldn't be happier to be here with you guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to share my podcast. Remember to post that you're listening in. And let me know how you feel about this episode. My side, my side. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. Have a good night.
This has been another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast with your regular host, Nasika Aleman. Come again next week for another episode with a different perspective, only here at Nasika Nightly Podcast. Until then, you know the drill. Take care of yourself.